Yes, he is. Let's begin by giving that opportunity to some lucky listener out there. If you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, a $25 gift certificate to Sorgles in Wexford. And if you have a question for Doug, give us a call, 866-391-1020. Doug, good morning. Great to have you back on News Radio KDK. And I guess all went well with Santa last week, right? Yes, yes. Uh, it was it was great. Everything worked out great last week for the socially distanced uh, gardening Santa. Saw lots of kids, lots of dogs <laughs> and other pets. Uh, he's back today from 1 to 4 at Han Nursery. Santa is sitting in a special, really beautiful sleigh, uh, which is on loan from the Perrysville Volunteer Fire Company. Kids can talk to Santa from a safe distance. Um, everybody's wearing masks. And uh, you get a great picture, too. You can see the setup on face on my Facebook. Uh, I've got everything there with the kids, and you can see the sleigh. It's up high. And also remember that Santa does want to see your pets, as always. And it's absolutely free, but you have to make an appointment this year. So just give Han Nursery a call. Tell them you want to be on the list. There won't be any problem. There's plenty of time. Uh, it's 412 635 Seven four seven five. That's four one two six three five seven four seven five. And it's going to be a lot of fun. One more note: uh, the poinsettias that I've been talking about for the last month, uh, the ones I saw at Phipps called Jador Pink, along with a bunch of other cool new varieties, are also at Han, and they're coming from the Drew Matheson Greenhouse at Bidwell Training Center. Uh, which is a great thing to support. I've always supported Bidwell's horticulture, horticulture program. Uh, qualified students, that they can attend that school at no charge. Uh, these hybrid varieties that, that, are, that are offered, I just find them to last much longer on the windowsill. You know, i got to have my traditional poinsettias, but these, there's a Princetia series. It's like a pure white. There's this Jador pink, which has uh, just white margins on these pink pointy flowers. And for some reason, they just uh, they just take to the windowsill. Uh, I, I I wrote a story recently that I'm hoping you'll take a look at, and it's kind of funny how it came about. I was uh, driving back from Lake Arthur, and I stopped into the Harmony Inn, and I looked up on this TV screen, and it was just running a bunch of ads for North Country Brewing. Harmony Inn is one of their uh, properties, and all of a sudden something came up. It said, "Growing Together Aquaponics." And I said, growing together, aquaponics, I wonder what that is. And I, I put it into my phone, and when I got home, I, I started to research it. And it's this amazing program in Slippery Rock, and it's at the North Country Brewing Brewing Warehouse where they make the beer, uh, just called Growing Together Aquaponics. And it's an aquaponics system, which means the fish are in a tank, and the fish waste feeds the plants. It's like hydroponics, only the fish provide the nutrients. And the whole program is to help students with disabilities. And I just I found it absolutely amazing and some wonderful people working in there. And as part of that story, I'm, I'm interviewing um, a woman, Marina Toth, who runs the program. And we find all these coincidences that she lived in the same city that uh, I lived in Ohio before I came here. And both went to Kent State, and then she started talking. I, I was wondering, I said, well, how do tomatoes do in that system? Because tomatoes can be can be a hard one to grow indoors, uh, especially just starting out in a system. They've been doing it about two years. And she started talking about tomatoes, and she says, uh, oh, and we, the tomato we've had the best success with is called house. And I said, the house tomato? 
She's like, yeah, a master gardener from the area gave us the seeds. And I said, is the master gardener Monica? And there was just silence. And Marina says, how do you know Monica? I said, I I found that house tomato. And I don't know if you remember me talking about it. This had to be 10 years ago. This is a tomato I found in this uh, catalog called J.L. Hudson, uh, J.L. Hudson Seedsman. And it's a weird catalog. It comes out of California. No pictures. Uh, I love it. It's got all sorts of weird stuff in it. And this house tomato uh, was an heirloom. And uh, a guy in San Francisco had, had had it 12 years indoors, then outdoors, indoors and outdoors. And so uh, when uh, Jessica and I used to work at Giant Eagle together, uh, speaking and cooking, uh, our friend Monica uh, came and she said, boy, when you wrote about that house tomato, I- I'm going to order some. I said, oh, don't bother. I- I'm starting the seeds. I'll give you some plants. And Monica just took it and ran with it. She's been growing that plant ever since. Uh, she's really into hydroponics, and so she's growing the tomato inside. She's had trouble, like I did, getting it through the whole winter. But uh, as she's now, she's getting um, got the plants under light. She's they're lasting longer and longer. So I just thought that was kind of a, you know just this, the small world stuff. You know, is so uh, <laughs> so cool. And so that story's got. Uh, at uh, dougoster.com has both those little stories in it, but uh, what they're doing at Growing Together Aquaponics is is pretty amazing. I think you'll like that. And I discovered something completely by accident, um, and I did a video about it. Uh, the video is all about planting amaryllis bulbs and paper whites. But for 30 years, you know, I was I've been taught and told people after your paper whites, which are just these white, fragrant, uh, either love it or hate it. Uh, fragrance uh, of an indoor daffodil that you're supposed to just throw them in the compost when you're done with them. Well, I didn't. And I just, the, the foliage was in, you know, on the windowsill most of the winter. I threw the, the pots out in the greenhouse and kind of forgot about them. And they just went dormant. No rain at all. And you, you know, in a greenhouse when we had that summer where it was, you know, hot and dry, well, then. Uh, we had a couple of days of rain, and in my old greenhouse, I got plenty of leaks. And one of those pots got water on it and started to sprout up foliage. And I said, well, this is cool. At least I got the foliage. And so I took the other two pots, and I put water on them and got them going, and now they're blooming. And so just like an amaryllis, the paper whites can uh, can be used year after year after year. And uh, I'm just going to do the same thing I do with paper whites. When they get, when the flowers are done, I'll cut the flower stems off. Uh, I'll grow it as a house plant all the way through the summer, and then stop watering, stop fertilizing, and let them go dormant. And then, how many we eight weeks later, maybe I'll start watering again, and up the paper whites will come, and and. Uh, we'll get flowers again. That that was just exciting, and that's just one of those beautiful mistakes. Uh, and so many of the things that happen in my garden are beautiful mistakes. Uh, real quick, I got uh, some daffodils sent to me from uh, this place, I call, uh, Joe Ham's Daffodil Hortus. And I talk about it all the time. It is this great collection of blooming daffodils, and they sent me a bunch of daffodils, uh, all sorts of rare things, and I I put them into the vegetable garden and put labels on all of them, drew a map just in case those labels are gone, and there's one that that, that I haven't seen a picture of uh, out there. And so I'm hoping that the ones that, that bloom for me, that uh, it's called Tulinog. I hope when those bloom I can get a picture 
Uh, all right, Rob, how we doing on time? All right, we're going to take a break, Doug. We'll come back, get to the phones, and congratulations to Nikki and Bridgeville, winner of that gift certificate to Sorgles. Quick break, 866-391-1020, and then Doug takes your calls next on the Organic Gardener News Radio, KDKA. Good morning. All right, folks, it's a great time of year to be thinking the holidays, and uh, Doug's got a couple of more things that he wants to talk about, and you'll be listening this hour because we're going to tell you about a big point set of super sale happening at uh, Janoski's in Clinton today. We've got Dan just moments away, wants to talk indoor plants. We'll get to that, but Doug's got a couple of more things he wants to mention, and then right back to the phones. We have some open lines, 866-391-1020. Go ahead, Doug. If you have a gardening question you can't get through or you you're too shy to call, go to dougoster.com. I answer every question, and I'll be answering questions right after the show for about an hour until CBS Sunday morning comes on. So if you've got a question, send me one there. It's in, Just click on the contact button. And later on, Mrs. Know-It-All will be talking all about how to pick the best Christmas tree. I'm looking forward to hearing that. All right, Rob, let's go to the phones. All right, here we go. Dan, good morning. You're on News Radio KDK. Hi, Dan. Morning, Rob. Morning, Doug. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, just wanted to uh, had a question about watering my pathos. Um, it seems like I watered it too much, and then I got yellow flowers. So then I started not watering it, and I still have the yellow leaves. Uh, any uh, tips or tricks, Doug? Well, anything that's a house plant like that wants to be on the dry side. Um, how, when's the last time it was repotted? Uh, it's been a couple years. Yeah, I guess. For me, that might be a good way to restart it. You know, you don't even have to go up to to uh, just a pot, maybe just one size bigger, if that. And good planting mix, which means it's really well drained. Uh, that's a really tough plant, and uh, once it recovers from the overwatering, it'll start putting on new growth. It'll be fine. No fertilization though on house plants until we get to the other side of the season, until we get longer days, just because. The plant can't use those nutrients. The day length isn't long enough. And so as soon as we get to end of February and longer days, you know, an organic liquid fertilizer, when you water, would would probably help it out. But if it was me, I'd repot it, uh, keep it on the dry side, you know, not not neglect, but just so it's not soaking wet. And it'll come back for you. It'll be fine. Thanks so much. All right, thanks Got for the it. call. Hey, Doug, so why this year, more than ever, fresh-cut trees? People, even if they have artificial trees, are going after fresh-cut trees. I talked to uh, Patty Janoski earlier this week, and they've just been doing brisk business. And everyone I talk to who's in the business of selling fresh-cut trees says it's been a banner year. Why do you think that is? Well, first off, uh, I, I don't think there's as many trees as there used to be. Uh, I, I read something, and I, I asked Mrs. Know-It-All about this. She'll probably touch on it. Uh, but, you know, the trees are harder to find. Uh, every place I've seen has had tons of trees, and uh, there's just something about that that smell. <laughs> you know, you get your tree and get it inside, and it releases that smell, oh, that just wonderful pine aroma. It just reminds you of being a kid, I guess. You know, it certainly does for me, and uh, I don't have my tree yet. Uh, I might have to... Uh, Stop by and see Santa today at Han Nursery and, and get my tree there. <laughs> Listen, quick question, and we usually do a segment or so about this, and we'll talk a little bit more next week. And I've got Stephen Janowski coming on Tuesday on my show just to kind of get caught up on some things at the farm. But talk to me about, you know, Douglas fir, Scotch pine. Everybody seems to always say Scotch pine, and I know you've got a, a wealth of information on this. What has the best staying ability, the beauty, the look, the sights, the sounds? When you look at all those trees out there, what's still your favorite? 
That's an interesting question because it's, you know, as far as staying power and all that, it's it's more about the the style of tree you like. Uh, you know, uh, the one that Jessica used to love was called Cannon Fir. Uh, I uh, saw it last week at Han when I I happened to be be there for Santa. <laughs> Uh, Fraser furs, uh, you know, I have a, a dear friend who just loves the Fraser fur, but for me, it's just the old-fashioned Scotch pine. That's the one we always had, and that just works out best for me. You know, uh, when Mrs. Know-it-all comes on, I'm really interested to to hear what she has to say about about picking out a tree because, you know, for me, it's just like the old Christmas story thing. I, I take the tree, I bang it on the ground. If it doesn't have too many leaves, okay. I mean, I mean too many needles falling. Okay, good to go. Let's let's just take it home. Uh, it's so funny because we, I still have it. Uh, this old tree stand from the 1940s, maybe earlier. Just said, you know, I had the three colored, uh, regular sized uh, uh, light bulbs in it, and the center of it was so small that my poor father, no matter what tree he got, he'd be out in the garage with a hatchet or, or a saw or both trying to get the, the size of that uh, trunk down so it could fit in that uh, and that tree stand. And I heard many, many uh, words for the first time <laughs> when my father had to figure out how to get that tree into that old stand. And, you know, I inherited that stand. And it might have lasted, I don't know how many years in our house, but it was just like, let's get a, a, a modern stand so I don't have to do this every every year. Yeah, those things were so heavy. You know, the amazing thing, too, is that it's it's just the character of these trees. And one bit of advice, it's like the kid in the candy store. Your eyes are always bigger than your stomach, especially if you've moved into a new home. I was talking to Boris about his adventure, Mary Iris, about her adventure, first Christmas in a new home. Make sure that you have some, uh, you know, measurements before you try to bring in that uh, 12-foot blue spruce into a ceiling that's only 9 feet high. That's another great point because that's something, actually, I never thought of which doesn't make, you know, don't you think that would be the first thing you'd think of? But when I was uh, at Han last week, I watched as people brought tape measures with them. And I said, boy, that's a great idea, <laughs> have a tape measure with you. But, you know, uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about uh, before we go to break real quick is your hydrangeas. You know, hydrangeas, uh, we've had a lot of trouble getting them to bloom. And what I'm doing with my hydrangea bushes is I'm just pounding in four tomato sticks around the outside uh, stapling on some burlap just around the outside, leaving the top open. And that protects the buds from uh, that cold b- wind that will get it. We'll have a thaw in, in January, February. Then things get cold again. When it thaws, the buds on that hydrangea start to swell. And then you get that cold air and it freezes the buds. And when you freeze the buds, you don't get blooms. And so just surround that hydrangea with some burlap. If you're having trouble getting it to bloom and it'll, it'll do much better to flower for you. All right. Short break. We'll come back. Lots more to come. It's 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020 or dollar bank instant access, kdkradio.com. Ah, yes, he is. Right now, we'll take the 10th caller to win a gift certificate from Janoski's. The number is 412-922-1020. All right, Douglas, listen, as we await for some phone calls, 866-391-1020, what else are you doing on DougOster.com in the way of videos? Oh, all sorts of stuff. You know, uh, following the season through, uh, there's still time 
to plant bulbs. Uh, I was planting bulbs the other day. I still have some crocuses, some alliums, and some tulips to, to plant. If you're going to get out there and plant some bulbs, I, I use that tool called the ball bogger. It's just a big drill bit you put on a, uh, uh, a power drill. And with crocuses and tulips, those are the two that I plant that the critters like the most, the underground critters. And so all I'll do, and I got this trick from uh, Brent Heath, who runs Brent and Becky's Bulbs, which is a cool place to get bulbs. And I'm just spraying some of that Bobex that I use. Uh, it's a deer repellent. You could use some kind of other animal repellent. And I'm just putting the, the bulbs into uh, a container, spraying a little bit of that on there, kind of shaking them around a little bit, and then putting them in the soil. And that keeps the varmints off them for now. And in the case of the tulips, the only place that I can plant those tulips is in the fenced-in vegetable garden because tulips are deer candy. Deer love tulips. Uh, the crocuses, for some reason, not so much. I'm sure if they found them, they'd probably eat them like anything else. But uh, there's there's nothing for me. There's just nothing like uh, uh, crocuses blooming. Uh, you, that work you do now, and we've had such a slow start to the winter. Again, third season in a row. Uh, there's still time to plant these things. I snuck in a couple couple shrubs this week too. Uh, it's it's called uh, Heptacodium, and uh, I think the common name is seventh sunflower. And this is a shrub that, again, it's underused. Uh, you don't see it that much. Uh, there's one in Mellon Park behind uh, Phipps Garden Center. Not Phipps, but Phipps Garden Center at Shady and Fifth. And uh, I don't see them much, but it's a beautiful plant, easy to grow. Uh, it gets about 20 foot tall. It's a, it's a tall shrub slash maybe tree. And uh, the thing that I planted for, it has these really late flowers, late white flowers that turn red. But I, I planted for the, the bark. The exfoliating bark is amazing. It is a sun lover, and I don't have full sun. I'll still get them to bloom, but I put them all around the edge of the forest. And, um, again, got them. You know, right now, any shrubs at the nursery are going to just kind of be healed in, and, and they've got to take care of them all winter. They'd much rather sell them. And so... As long as the ground's not frozen, shrubs and trees uh, and bulbs can go in. Believe it or not, I still even have some, some garlic to plant. Uh, and uh, I actually I read an interesting article by our old friend Jessica Walliser about planting uh, garlic in containers, something I've really never had much luck at. And so I'm playing around with, with garlic in containers. <laughs> actually, I... I I was sitting there working at the computer yesterday, and I looked over, and I had all about 10 packets of seeds of all cool weather stuff, mustard, lettuce, um, arugula, kale. And I was working out in the unheated greenhouse anyway because it was a nice day. Uh, I, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to plant these seeds in here, and they probably won't sprout now, but they'll sprout eventually. I'm just going to kind of take a look at, at duplicating nature and say, well, if a lettuce plant, it would grow, it would flower, it would set seed, it would drop those seeds, and then the next spring they would sprout up. Now, in that unheated greenhouse, or if you had a, a place outdoors where you just would have a, a milk jug over them or something, or in a clamshell container with just some seed-starting mix, some uh, drainage in the container, and you sprinkled some seeds in there, put it in a protected spot, you might get some sprouts early in the season when things warm up. And 
that's what I'm hoping in my case, you know, that unheated greenhouse eventually, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be almost as cold as outdoors. It's just an old fashioned single pane. I've got it sealed up the best I can, but you know, it's still pretty loose uh, and it's pretty cold in there until the sun comes out. And when the sun changes its angle, it starts to change its angle in February and the days get longer and you get a sunny day where it's 20 degrees outside, but when that sun hits through that greenhouse, it's 80 in the greenhouse. It's just, uh, it's the place to be, as it was yesterday. I sat out in the greenhouse while it was raining, and, you know, I did a little work, uh, some transplanting. Um, one thing you can do this time of the year is make some more plants. You know, if you've got house plants, if you if you save the coleus or something like that, I took a lot, actually yesterday, a lot of, cuttings from coleus uh and so you could do the same thing if you had an african violet if you had some succulents growing on the windowsill you could split up some plants uh repot them uh, there's always something to do and as i talked about earlier in the show today the uh, amaryllis and paper whites uh, that's a great way and hyacinths if you can find them uh i i love if i can find some hyacinths for uh, bulbs for forcing indoors on the the windowsill uh, and uh, those are all bulbs that you could just you you don't even need soil, but I always I always plant them in soil just because I again with the paper whites now and the amaryllis, you know I've been growing amaryllis out on the windowsill for you know 20 years here, and I want them to rebloom, so I'm putting them in soil. I'm following those procedures I talked about early in the season, growing it as a house plant and then putting it into dormancy and then watering again. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's just always fun to have something growing, and uh, I was actually surprised I didn't get any any blowback from having all these coleus on the windowsill. <laughs> I'm under orders not to bring any more plants inside, but these these are just too beautiful, and they're so easy to take cuttings from, as are uh, African violets and lots of other plants too, uh, especially succulents. So what do you think, Rob? Uh, we got about a minute to the break, so let me ask because every time – we get to this point in the year, someone is like, especially those first-time gardeners who are coming off their first harvest, i got to keep it going. What about rules when it comes to indoor planting and those seedlings? Because everybody's got to do it at least once in their life, Doug. You know, it was a lot harder back in the day because it was more expensive to run the lights. If you're going to grow, like, real vegetables, you know, like you really go for it, now you can get some LED lights. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna set up a system actually again even though I've got that greenhouse I'm gonna set up a lighting system down in the basement now that my daughter has moved out I've got a basement down there that I can uh, put some lights on and I'm gonna use that to grow some stuff year round uh, right now on the windowsill herbs house plants uh, amaryllis paper whites uh, that sort of thing they'll they'll be fine. But I want to grow. I want to grow some some big lettuce plants indoors, and it's all about the lighting. And now you can get a good, beautiful uh, LED lighting system that's cheap to run and bright enough to to get some good plants. All right, let's get a break in here. We'll come back, Mrs. Know It All. Coming up next, congratulations to Nancy, winner of that uh, twenty-five dollar gift certificate from the good people at Janoski's big super sale today, beginning at nine for those poinsettias. Going to want to check that out. They got curbside pickup, and Nancy is from Coriopolis. So, Mrs. Know It All coming up next. The next hour, Mr. Joe Dentici enjoying the day off. Our son Frank will be with me. It's holiday baking and desserts on the Coons Cooking Hour News Radio KDKA. Good morning. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Brad in Clarion. Up now for Doug Oster. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. How are you? 
Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, we used to make Christmas interesting. We had three boys and three girls. Of course, I'd take them boys with me out in a, to a field of Christmas trees. We had a friend that owned them. He told us, go ahead and get one, and whatever we wanted to do, we went out and cut them and took it into the house, and I, had, I made my own tree stand I as a welder, and uh, I'd let the boys pick out the tree. And the youngest boy, he was one very old. The older boys, they'd pick out a nice tree, but the one time come my little son to pick one out, he walked up to a little shrub. He wanted to take that for a Christmas tree. I said, oh, Jeff, we need a big one. He said, I said, uh, we need a big tree. We don't want no little bush. So uh, we that's the way we did it. And if the tree didn't fit, we'd cut it down to size and uh, put it in the house and trim it up. Hey, Brad, how was your gardening season this year? Hey, it wasn't bad. Uh, it, it was a little slow because it was you know pretty wet to begin with, and uh, it, it, it came along pretty good. Yeah, what we were your best uh, successes in the vegetable garden this year with all that? Uh, did you guys in Clarion, did you have the same sort of drought that we had down here in Pittsburgh? Well, it was pretty wet to begin with, and then it did dry out. But uh, it done pretty well for the weather conditions, you know. We and no bears attacking your vegetables? <laughs> no, it didn't. they attacked the garbage can, the dumpster. <laughs> All right, Brad, thanks so much for your call. Appreciate it. All right, good stuff. You know, it, it would be nice if everybody could do that, and, and I guess you can, but especially when your kids are younger, right, Doug? Get out there and make it a day, right? Yeah, it's just, it's just so much fun, uh, you know, whether you're going out and cutting one like Brad did and like Jessica always did at uh, up north there uh, in Lake Forest. and uh, Or if you just get one that's already cut for you, you know, uh, when, I, when I'm when i at uh, at one of these places, uh, you know, it's, it's nice the way they do it nowadays where they drill a hole in the bottom for you and put it through a thing so that it has that... Uh, Nice netting on it, and uh, it's good to go. Uh, uh, speaking of Han Nursery, I will be, or I'm sorry, Santa will be there today, the gardening Santa. From 1 to 4 at Han Nursery today, Santa is sitting in a special, beautiful sleigh that's on loan from the Perrysville Volunteer Fire Company. Uh, the kids can talk to Santa from a safe distance. You get a great picture with Santa. Uh, you can see how I've set the whole thing up. If you go to my Facebook page, you can see the pictures. You can see that it's, it's safely done. Uh, and don't forget, Santa also wants to see your pets. Uh, that's part of our, the tradition. Uh, absolutely free, but this year you've, you've got to make an appointment uh, just because the way things are. And don't worry, there's plenty of slots. So just give Han Nursery a call, 412 that's 412-635-7475. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it always is. Uh, like I said, there's nothing like seeing a five- or six-year-old uh, walking into Han and see, happen to see that Santa is sitting up in that sleigh, ringing his bells, uh, going ho, 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 and just the look on their face is is just amazing. And we've talked a lot today about poinsettias, and at Han, they've got uh, a couple really cool ones, and one that I've just been raving about all month called Jador Pink. And it's one of these new hybrids, uh, pointy leaves, real 
uh, intense pink with uh, white around the edges and a couple other new varieties too. And they all come from this cool place, uh, the Drew Matheson Greenhouse at Bidwell Training Center. Always, I've always supported Bidwell's horticultural program because I think it's great. It's just a very intense uh, program, but it teaches everything uh, people need to know. You know, if you're, if you're, it's uh, called post-secondary education, meaning after high school, and qualified students can attend the school at no charge. Uh, I, I've had so many friends, and till this day, have great friends, uh, even from the first year uh, that I worked with Bidwell. And geez, it's must—I don't know—it's been many, many years, many decades that I've worked with them, and it's just great. You know the. The poinsettias that come from there help support the program, and they'll be on sale uh, at Han. So come out and see Santa today. It, it's going to be a blast. We, we, as I said, we just have so it's so much fun to see the kids. And Jesus, Rob, somebody last week actually brought Santa a bottle of wine. If you can believe that. No kidding. <laughs> Santa like that made them cheeks oh, a little. Santa they made like them that. cheeks. Santa make them picture taken with uh, holding a bottle of wine. I didn't use that one on on social media. But... So as the day went on, his cheeks got a little rosier. I take. Oh, it, right? they sure, they sure did. <laughs> <laughs> made the whole day better. So, what are these uh, wonderful children asking Santa for this year? Oh, lots of tech stuff. You know what? What's amazing to me is how young the kids are that want a phone. Uh, or want an, or actually want a newer phone, you know. Uh, lots of uh, lots of uh, uh, PlayStation type things, uh, all, all sorts of the uh, the games like that. But uh, but believe it or not, you know, one of the most popular still is Legos. Uh, lots of lots of calls for Legos, uh, Barbies, and so you know some traditions don't change no you're right but uh, all the all the tech stuff is kind of funny cuz when when they, they they do start talking about the tech stuff Santa's kind of like completely oblivious and he just kind of nods his head and says yeah i have no idea i have no idea what they're talking about yeah a lot like, a hey. lot a lot of really oh wow, Santa likes that yes uh, great uh, idea <laughs> all right if you will sir please do what you do best Well, remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right. The great Doug Oster, ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap up today's show. Get ready. The news at 8 coming up next.